DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome back Brian Keel to the show, former BYU and NFL linebacker. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought currently, and that's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Brian, we're doing well. You know, at different times, I had a conversation with Ron Boone where he told me he was born 20 years too early when he saw the money flowing in the NBA. And then Thurl <laughs> Bailey, who was born 20 years later, said, I was born 20 years too early. Are you about to tell us you were born 20 years too early? Uh, that'll, that will always be true. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think everybody's right when they say that. You're right. It's always true. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. So you are a local guy. You've always been a local guy. You came up through the ranks and played at Brighton, and you were a great player, played in college, played in the NFL. Uh, what do you think of now with this idea of these kids being able to get paid as far as the local kid being able to cash in? And you've always had a very good personality and very talkative and all that stuff, and you had the talent to back it up. I'm sort of thinking that maybe it helps – kid that colleges keep these better high-end kids that are going running off to Stanford and Oregon or SC or what have you because you could literally start building your brand as a 16 year old am I just maybe hoping and wishing but there's not some reality there put yourself in that position because if you were 16 now and with the talent that you had this would be you yeah I I mean so there's there's so much going on here I'm first of all it's about time in my opinion um, I think it's when you really look at it, just from a, a legal standpoint and from a from a free market freedom standpoint. I mean, it's just ridiculous that it's taken this long. Um, it's just it's kind of a joke that you look at the type of dollars the NCAA is bringing in with commissioners and and you know different top level people, and then and then you got these kids who are creating that value. And and they're you know been told for a hundred years and oh no no you you can't make any money off of off of your talent off of your name off of your own name your own picture you can't make I mean, it's just crazy so I, I you know I applaud that they finally that it's finally happening and yeah the the landscape is going to be very different and honestly I I'm interested to see how it shakes out um, and and what you just alluded to I I hope that's the case I I don't know that I could confidently say that 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 will be the case um, but I hope that is the case I hope that it gives schools a, a, another tool in their arsenal to stay competitive with with the, the big boys if you will um, in terms of recruiting and and ho- hopefully because ultimately what you want is, is you want you want equality you want parity that's what makes the game interesting if it, if it's a foregone conclusion who's going to win it's not as fun it's not as exciting uh, it's not as interesting so hopefully, this this adds to that parity, and and it, and it makes the game more level, uh, the playing field more level. I, I hope that's the case, and I hope these kids, you know, start to, to cash in. Okay, but we're seeing the elite high school football players in Utah going to Oregon year after year, and USC comes in and gets the quarterback Jackson Dart out of Corner Canyon, and the whole Pac-12s here: Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, certainly. 
are kids still going to have stars in their eyes? Are they going to have a, a, would you have had a business mentality at 16, 17 thinking I'm known here. I can elevate myself even more here. It is literally worth it to me to stay here. And will it change that kind of balance of power with recruiting kids in the state of Utah? Yes. So I, I think that it will help certain positions and certain players to do exactly what you want, to, to be able to maximize their earning potential. And, you know, if you go across the country to where you're not a known commodity, you're not necessarily, especially early on, um, you're not going to have the same leverage and earning potential that you would staying local. That's just a fact. Um, and, 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 and on top of that, you go, you go across the country or you go, you know, not necessarily across the country, but, you know, out west to um, one of these Pac-12 schools, you're, the, the market is more saturated. And you're now fighting, in terms of, of, of your earning potential for, for, for this name and likeness opportunities, you're fighting a full roster of other multi, multi-star recruits with big names, a lot of them already there, established. And so... I think I think I think you're right. I think you'll see some of these higher name kids that are that are local. They're at least you know whether or not they stay here and go to BYU or Utah um, or Utah State. Um, whether or not that happens, I for sure think that it it now is more on the table. They they have to think things through more and weigh their options. And and I and I'm, I'm with you. I hope that that's what happens. I hope they stay here. And, and they keep our local schools more competitive. And, and I think that that doesn't just benefit the state of Utah. I think that benefits all of college sports because, you know, competition is, is what makes the whole thing tick. How do you think the balance of the team is going to be affected if one guy's making a whole bunch of money and somebody else who's busting in the weight room and all that stuff and doing the same thing but isn't as good or isn't as charismatic or what have you or for whatever reason just didn't get it and he's not making near as much money if at all do you think that changes anything yeah so there'll there'll be a different dynamic and i think the biggest difference really is just the maturity level of the kids we're talking about here um you know every professional team essentially is already working with this dynamic. Right. And, um, I mean, you go to the, the NFL and the NBA, I mean, with, with some of the contracts they get, um, or, you know, baseball is probably the most, the most drastic when you take the top to the bottom, um, of the rosters with how much they're making. Um, and, and I mean, it's just, there, there's, there's guys in different, galaxies in, in terms of their yearly salaries right and in in those locker rooms there's there's not there really isn't any um jealousy or you know ill will um it's all just guys are happy for their teammates and they they hope to be the guy the guy next um but again they're a little bit more mature they're a few years older um, and so I think with these younger kids, you know, some of them are going to be 17, 18. There probably will be a little bit of that, um, and that'll just be another dynamic to, to navigate. Brian Keel joining us, former BYU and NFL linebacker. So I'm curious, as you've watched the trend of transferring accelerate, will this slow that down a little bit? Because when you talk about a player going away from home not being was worth as much money, if you're bouncing between programs – you're 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 an unknown. You're nameless. You're faceless. 
Yes, I, I, I hope it does. I, I, I'm glad that kids have the opportunity to transfer because I think, you know, the shoe should be on both feet. You know, coaches can leave willy-nilly. Um, you know, athletic directors, whatever they, they they can they can leave. I think players should be able to transfer, um, and I'm glad that they are. I, I I don't. I that being said, I don't like how how prevalent it is. I think that t- it hurts the game a little bit, and I think I think kids are too quick to throw in the towel, to pack it up, and to 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 you know to not necessarily quit, but you know go somewhere else. So anyway, I, I'm glad that it's there. I, I think it happens too much. And I hope that this does curb that. And, and, and in theory, it should, because like you just said, you know, you put in two years somewhere, um, building a name, building a brand. And, and yeah, if you, you pack up shop and, and go, especially to a, a completely different conference or a completely different part of the country, um, you're, you're kind of starting over there. So hopefully that curbs that a little bit. Do you think players, college players now, I don't know if we can call them agents, but will they have representatives to try to go out and market the individual player? Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. And, and to be honest, you know, I, I, a, a friend that I grew up, uh, played with in, in middle school and high school, you know, one of my best friends um, who's a lawyer, he reached out to me last year when this was all, you know, getting talked about uh, coming through the pipeline about that very thing. He, and, and his, he's like, this is a great business opportunity. He's like, we should look into, to, um, you know, who's going to represent these guys, who's going to navigate these waters for them. Um, and, and, and yeah, there, I, I think like anything, um, when, when a market is created, uh, people will enter that market and they'll try to utilize every avenue uh, where money can be made. So I, I do, I do think that will, will end up happening. You know, brokers, or agents, you know, whatever you want to call them. This is going to keep parents involved longer than it used to, isn't it? Because the parents are going to be kind of brokering and managing that for the kid in high school. It'll be a natural transition for them to stay involved in college if they've already been involved in high school. Yeah, yeah. I think um, what what I think what a lot of these parents, um, especially the ones that are are super involved, I think. Um, it, it, it'll be it'll be uh, posturing. You know, you'll you'll start at a younger age. You'll start posturing, and um, especially with social media, uh, you know the way that and, and social media I think will probably drive the majority of this. Um, and the, in terms of of earning potential in dollars, and and you know with all these influencers and that's already been going on, and, and now you throw in these college athletes into that mix. Um, so I think, yeah, you'll, you'll see parents and family, you'll start positioning and, and really trying to structure some of these kids earlier, um, because it's all, it's all about momentum. You know, if you can, if you can get into college with a huge following, uh, you're just that much further ahead of, and it, it, it is, it is going to be competition. There's only, there's only so many dollars and so many clicks and likes and views and there's only so many eyes to go around, so it's a competition versus the next guy. And if you can get a jump, a jump on on the next guy, then you're you're going to be that much ahead. Do you see any negative or unintended consequences because of this that would affect the college kid? Yeah, I mean, I think there you always run that risk. So, it, like I said, where I'm interested to see how it shakes out, um, I'm sure there's going to be a trade-off. With with almost with almost every change, with almost every 
policy, you know, everything has trade-offs. There's, there's good and there's bad. Um, and so I think there's going to be a lot of good with, with this rule change. And inevitably, there's going to be some bad. And, you know, I'm definitely not smart enough to forecast precisely what that bad is going to be. But I'm, I, you know, would be shocked if there isn't some sort of negative consequence. And, that, and that's just the trade-off, you know, with, with, with a different policy and, and, and another thing to navigate. When did you become old and wise, Brian? When did this happen? (laughs) So I think the negative, first off, I think you're totally right in what you just said. And the one that seems obvious to me, and I've heard this uh, from pros, and I think the pros are getting a little better about navigating it, but some are still struggling with it. When you win, it's time to go cash in. But that time you spend cashing in is time not spent on working on your craft. And whether you cheat in the weight room a little bit or you cheat on the diet a little bit or you just miss the rest because you're jetting around the country cashing in, there's a price to be paid. And all we hear is that with these college kids, it is a being a D1 football player is a full-time job. And even when the coaches can't be around you and there's a quote-unquote dead period, the team self-organizes and still lives weight and they still practice and it's a player's run practice. And I'm just wondering if there's going to be a trade-off with time. It seems like there has to be. And some guys are going to check out a little bit because they go off to cash in. Yeah, that's it. So, you, yeah, as, as you say that, my, my, the wheels start turning in my head and I, I totally agree with you. So, um, you know, time is finite finite there's only so many hours in a day and um there's there's opportunity costs every hour you spend doing one thing is an hour you can't spend doing another thing and so um you know you take a quarterback for instance take zach wilson the kid obviously put the work in he um he improved dramatically from when he showed up in provo to ending up being the number two overall pick right and and he put that work in and it paid off for him um he put the work in on the practice field. Um, it was covered ad nauseum how many times he went and, <laughs> and trained with John, John Beck. Um, he, he obviously put the, the work in in the film room, et cetera, et cetera. Now, now, fast forward to this new protocol, this new procedure. You have these kids, um, if they're trying to create a brand, if they're trying to curate a social media presence and create – you know, these TikTok videos and all this stuff. And this, this is a world that I, I don't understand this world. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for it, but these kids, they spend a lot of time creating these videos and, and pictures and, and they take multiple, multiple takes and, and they have to set the camera up. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. That those, that time is time that they're not in the film room. They're not working on, on their mechanics. They're not, working on their craft. So, yeah. So as you say that, that, that I think that will be something um, that these kids will have to decide how much time do I spend trying to build this brand and how much time do I spend grinding? And that's just going to be an uh, individual decision. Well, we appreciate a few minutes, Brian. We want to apologize to you. We're sorry you were born 20 years too late. But, <laughs> you know, whoever's born now was still born 20 years off. So it, it just, yeah. uh, every generation laments the next one. Thanks for coming on and spend a few minutes with us, though. We appreciate it.
Yeah, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Brian Keel, former BYU and NFL linebacker. Tom Homo, BYU athletic director on how the Cougars are going to navigate name, image, and likeness going forward. They've got a plan. What is their plan? And uh, what are the upsides and downsides Tom sees coming down the line? We'll talk with him coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.